Welcome to the Illinois Soy Podcast. Enjoy. Today I'm speaking with Chad Kahaler, agronomist with Bex Hybrids and one of our Soy CCA envoys. At this point in the growing season, we are going to be focusing on fungicide timing and use in soybean production. So to start, you know, Chad, what are some of the diseases that need to be controlled in Illinois? Yeah, thanks, Cassie. Um, well, first off, the, the diseases that we really want to concentrate in Illinois to be looking for are probably the first one that really would occur about every year in every soybean field in Illinois would be Sensoria brown spot. And one of the things that's been kind of surprising about Sensoria brown spot is it's, it's really been associated to be the number two yield robber in Illinois the past several years. That's kind of surprising to a lot of people, but that's that's one of the main diseases to look for. Uh, it progresses from the bottom of the plant upward into the canopy. And once we get uh, upward into the canopy, about middle canopy, we start to think about fungicide applications at that point. But as far as other diseases that we really need to look for, uh, white mold would be another one. And this would be a regionalized disease as we get farther north into Illinois. White mold would be a disease of concern. And another regionalized uh, concern of the these and soybeans would be frog eye leaf spot and that would be more towards the southern part of illinois so other ones in addition to those would be things like powdery mildew downy mildew uh pod and stem blight cercospora leaf white as well as anthracnose now there are some some diseases out there that are not uh fungi they're actually bacteria or viruses. So what I'm referring to here is things like bacterial leaf blight and soybean vein necrosis virus. So those would be first one there, bacterial blight obviously with the name would be bacteria and would not be controlled by a fungicide. And the second one I mentioned there is soybean vein necrosis virus. Obviously it's a virus, so we would not be able to control that with a fungicide. So we need to have accurate diagnosis uh, of the diseases that are out there to be able to make an application or rec- a proper recommendation for a fungicide. Sure, that was a, a great summary. So what types of fungicides are available to fight these diseases, you know, specifically uh, the diseases instead of the bacteria? And then what, you know, what are some of the best modes of action for application? We know that we are constantly at risk for uh, resistance, and so that's something we need to consider as we go into each season. So, so what are your thoughts on those? Right, great question. You know, we're always thinking about, you know, I kind of liken this kind of question to, you know, herbicides. And we, we have similar types of approaches with fungicides. We have to be cognizant of, you know, managing disease resistance or disease resistance management and rotating different modes of action. And in some areas, that's really important because as we talk about diseases like frog eye leaf spot, where we have known cases of resistance to uh, certain classes of chemistry, but we want to make sure we know that we, if we're dealing with those types of strains, of resistant fog at least spot and you know, if we do know that we have those types of resistant strains we need to use the proper chemistry wonderful so you know with these can can growers make an early pre-flower application or when should they be looking you know they're going to be in the field looking for these diseases when should they start to go out and actually make an application? You know, can fungicides be, you know, mixed with an insecticide or foliar nutrients? What are your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, so, again, a couple of good, excellent questions. 
very practical question. Can growers make a pre-flower application of a fungicide? So the short answer to that is yes, they can. It's certainly labeled uh, to make an early pre-flower application of a fungicide and soybean. Um, it's one that is very uncommon. Um, usually, if a grower is applying a fungicide pre-flower, there's usually one of two things going on. One is going to be probably septoria brown spot that is at a high amount. So septoria brown spot infects usually the plant very early in the season by a lot of rainfall. Uh, but the other disease we get concerned about for a pre-flower or just right at flower initiation would be white bulb. Uh, so at the R1 or beginning flower stage, those that stage would be the best stage to apply a preventative application for white mold. The problem with that is it's very expensive to do so, and there's limited options to do uh, that type of uh, fungicide application. There's really two products that have been identified by universities around the Midwest to do a decent job at controlling white mold. There's nothing to excellent on white mold control, but a pre-flower or flower initiation application of a product like Endura from BASF or a two-pass two program with a product called Approach from DuPont uh, would be two of the top products that would be recommended. The second part of your question referring to can we tank mix insecticides or foliar nutritional products with a fungicide? And the answer to that is yes. Um, we can tank mix insecticides. You know, this year there are places where we're dealing with Japanese beetles in fields, uh, many areas of Illinois. Uh, so if those are at threshold, we need to think about going ahead and adding insecticide in, as well as if we identify any micronutrient or secondary macronutrient deficiencies in soybeans, we can address those at the same time we're applying a fungicide. Great. Thank you so much. So if I'm interested in learning more about foliar feeding, who do you recommend I, you know, reach out to? There's a lot of good resources on, on foliar feeding and, and what nutrients the plant can still utilize at different growth stages. So the one thing I think growers should really be focused on this time of year is what nutrients the, the plant can still utilize if they're spraying a fungicide at that uh, R3 timing, which has really been identified as one of the sweet spots. So that's the beginning pod stage. So as far as foliar uh, micronutrient products or secondary macros, there's a lot of different sources of information there. Universities uh, would be a great source of information there. There are other uh, independent researchers that have done work on that. Next, practical farm research have some experience with testing products. We have some uh, identified some what we call BECS PFR or practical farm research proven products uh, in soybeans for foliar micronutrients, along with some BECS PFR proven products in soybeans that are fungicides. And those fungicides that are uh, PFR proven would be Stratego Yield, Preaxor, and Preemptor. So we found that over seven years, the R3 timing, that beginning pod stage, is that sweet spot. But it really depends on the weather. So we kind of, I like to say the R2, which is the full flower, or to the R4, R2 to R4 time frame, uh, is the, the time frame of when you really want to look at applying a fungicide on soybeans. But the R3, that beginning pod stage, to be that sweet spot for the fungicide application. 
Great. That was great information. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today, Chad. Again, that was Chad Kahaler, CCA soy envoy from Bex Hybris, covering the ins and outs of fungicide timing and use on soybeans. If you are interested in this topic and many more soybean management resources, you can visit ilsoyadvisor.com. That's ilsoyadvisor.com.